This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And the emphasis week at this week is going to be the necessity of having our minds stayed on the Lord, no matter what current conditions might be. And we're going to look at a portion of Scripture, including chapters 24 to 27 Isaiah, to get the context of the verses that we're going to ultimately emphasize. And we need to remember, as we probably say every week, we are living in the last days. And we're going to be looking at the Scripture from Isaiah And when we read Isaiah or any other prophet, we must understand that while they are writing about natural events in their day, they also had an eschatological view of things. In other words, the end time purposes of God are even discussed through the specific examples that they are bringing forth from their own situation. And Isaiah 24 through 27 deals with God's judgments on the earth. In fact, If you have your Bibles, just start looking at these verses with us as Junie reads the first six verses describing the judgment that's taking place at the time of Isaiah's writing. I'm going to be reading from Isaiah 24, verses 1 through 6. Behold, or hine in Hebrew, the Lord says the earth, forgive me, it says hine, The Lord lays the earth waste, devastates it, distorts its surface, and scatters the inhabitants. All the people will be like priest and servant, like his master, the maid, like her mistress, the buyer, like the seller, the lender, like the borrower, the creditor, like the debtor. The earth will be completely laid waste and completely despoiled, for the Lord has spoken his word. The earth mourns and withers, the world fades and withers, the exalted of the people of the earth fade away. The earth is also polluted with its inhabitants, for they transgressed laws, violated statutes, broke the everlasting covenant, Therefore, a curse devours the earth, and those who live in it are held guilty. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men 
are left. Jenny, that really presents a picture of the devastation that Isaiah saw coming. But here's what we need to show throughout the course of this week. In the midst of that, let's go forward and look at verses 14, 15, and 16 in the same chapter. Because it says, They raise their voices, they shout for joy. They cry out from the west concerning the majesty of the Lord. Therefore, therefore, glorify the Lord in the east, the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, in the coastlands of the sea. From the ends of the earth we hear songs, glory to the righteous one. But I say, woe to me, woe to me, alas for me. All right, so we get the picture that in the midst of of devastation, tremendous judgment, there's a, a, a sounding of glory, there's a sounding of joy, and that is because Isaiah's mind was stayed on the law and he saw the end from the beginning. You mean that the mind of Isaiah was stayed on the Lord, yes. not the law. Right. Okay. I just want to look at um, verse 12 and 13 also of Isaiah 24 because I think that it points out, Shelley, what you're saying, that in verse 12 it says, the desolation is left in the city and the gate is battered to ruins. And then verse 13, For thus it will be in the midst of the earth among the peoples as the shaking of an olive tree. And you know, the olive tree is really a picture of the oil or the Holy Spirit um, that is within those who are born again. That's right. And so we really need to see that as the Lord is shaking the earth, if we find ourselves in the earth, that we will be those voices that shout for joy and cry out in the west of the majesty of the Lord. And in verse 15 it says that we glorify the Lord in the east. And the name of the Lord God of Israel in the coastlands of the sea, from the ends of the earth, we hear songs, glory to the righteous one. So the faith of the church remains within each believer as we live our lives in, by, and through Jesus, who, Shelley, uh, is like the oil that over runs us and overtakes us, the olive oil, the anointing of the Holy One, his life can be lived through devastation. Amen. So if we skip ahead just briefly to chapter 25, you see these verses, these chapters really have a, 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 an incredible picture of what's going on. For example, in chapter 25, verse 10, It says, and Moab will be trodden down in his place as straw is trodden down in the water of a manure pile. I mean, very descriptive, but again, it's speaking about the judgment. But yet, when we go back and look at verse 8, the word says, he will swallow up death for all time, and the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces, and he will remove the reproach of his people from all the people, for the Lord has spoken. And it will be said in that day, we're talking about the end days now, Behold, this is our God for whom we have waited, that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. You see, if we as individuals focus in on just the here and now, the problems or the tribulation that we might go through, our minds are not going to be stayed on the Lord and the circumstances 
will determine how we're to live. But yet we see through these verses that Isaiah's mind was always on the Lord. Okay, so Junie, we're getting close to where we want to focus in. Maybe you could read the first two verses in chapter 26, because that's really where we want to go. Can you read them, Sean? Sure. Okay, chapters 26 in Isaiah, verses 1 and 2, if you have your Bibles. In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. He sets up walls and ramparts for security. Open the gates of the righteous nation, that the righteous nation may enter, the one that remains faithful. So now Isaiah sees something in the very end of the days. He's talking about that city. What is that city? That city is Jerusalem. And if we talk, Junie, about Jerusalem today and Israel today, they're being threatened. At any moment, some spark could develop and a war could break out in the Middle East. But it says he sets up walls and ramparts for security. And interestingly, Junie, that word security in Hebrew is Yeshua. And Yeshua is the Hebrew name of Jesus. So let's turn in the midst of that to verses 3 and 4. And this is what we want to focus in on during the course of this week. And we'll read it from a number of versions. Let me start by reading from the New American Standard. 3 and 4 of what, Shelley? Chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. The steadfast of mind thou wilt keep in perfect peace, because he trusts in thee. Trust in the Lord forever, for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. And I'll read from the Amplified. You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you. Because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. So trust in the Lord, commit yourself to him, lean on him, hope confidently in him forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. Uh, One more version from the New English Bible. Thou dost keep in peace men of constant mind, in peace because they trust in thee. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord himself is an everlasting rock. So, Junie, I think these verses, these verses clearly show that no matter what the current situation is, remember, Isaiah was talking about judgment, but he had the end time in view. He had an eternal perspective, even though the current situation was a devastation. The verses that you read to start off from uh, chapter 24, judgment. But then this is a, a picture of how we should be living, that our minds must be stayed on the Lord, no matter what the current situation in our life might be. And that is impossible. It is impossible for man to not live in the current conditions of what's surrounding him unless Amen, I'm glad you said unless one is born again. And so when we're born of the life of God, in other words, when we give our heart to the Lord and ask him to forgive us for forgetting about him in our life or living our life for ourselves rather than knowing him and knowing what he desires for each one of us within our individual life. When we give our heart to the Lord and ask him to come and to live in our hearts, to teach us his ways, to show us his paths, 
to forgive us for our sin and our selfishness, something happens. The Amen. transformation yes, of our heart and our life undergoes changes. And as we live day by day, reading his word and thanking him for delivering us and saving us, saving our soul, we see that Jesus is more than just a name or to read about. We begin to experience his life, changing our life. So all the scriptures we read about judgment and about devastation, Jesus in us brings a peace. Or yes, Jesus Lord. in us directs us in how to live and guides us and gives us the courage and the strength to face whatever it is that is going on at the moment because he teaches us how to stay our mind on eternal truth and on him and on heavenly things. Amen. Again, let's hear that those verses again. The steadfast of mind thou will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in thee. Trust in the Lord forever. For in God, the Lord, we have an everlasting rock. I pray, Father, along with Junie, that through the course of this week, we're going to learn how to keep our minds stayed on you because Thank we you, trust Lord. you and that you teach us and you uh, declare to us that we are to trust you forever, not just in the middle of a crisis, but moment by moment, as long as we have breath. Bless the Lord in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyandJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.